What is a Micro Four Thirds camera? Explain in less than 10 minutes. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 52 of the Photography Explained podcast. Easy for me to say. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will explain one photographic thing in plain English in less than 10 minutes ish without the irrelevant details. I explain things in just enough detail to help you and I with our photography. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience, not Google. There might be the odd Google answer in there, let's be honest with you. Okay, sounds good. Right, let's get straight into it. But no, before we do that, I hope that my podcast finds you well and that this one which is being recorded just after the Easter break on a nice sunny day here in England. I'll work on that one. Needs a bit of polishing, doesn't it? Right then, what is a Micro Four Thirds camera? Explained in less than 10 minutes. Here is my answer. This is the, the written down bit, or as I like to call it, the answer a bit. A Micro Four Thirds, and in brackets, MFT, Camera is a mirrorless camera which has a smaller sensor size than full frame and cropped sensor cameras. The Micro Four Thirds system was created by Olympus and Panasonic and shares a common lens mount available to third party manufacturers. MFT cameras are generally smaller and lighter than other mirrorless and DSLR cameras and are an excellent alternative providing high quality imagery. Now on a point of order here, I haven't included Micro Four Thirds cameras which I'm going to call MFT from now on because I've got a better chance of saying MFT correctly rather than Micro Four Thirds. I haven't included these as crop sensor cameras for a reason. We've got three different main types of consumer cameras, full frame, crop sensor and Micro Four Thirds. Now, some people refer to Micro Four Thirds as a crop sensor. I don't. I refer to it as Micro Four Thirds as a separate system distinct from cropped sensor cameras, which I will cover in the next episode. I use a Micro Four Thirds camera. It's the Olympus EM5 Mark II, or to give it its full title, the Olympus OMD EM5 Mark II. Why don't you just call them Bob or Eric or something? I don't know. And I use this for my travel and personal photography work. And I have to tell you here and now, I love it. Let's explain what it's all about then. So, first thing, how big is the sensor? Now, the sensor is the bit that records the image. And this is the main. It's not the only differentiation. Good use of that word there. Glad I said it. Not the only thing that sets these different systems apart, but it is a fundamental one. And for me, it's the logical starting point and the other things fall out of that. In episode eight of my podcast, I did go through the different camera sensor sizes. That's how significant a thing it is. It got in there on episode eight, but now we're just going with Micro Four Thirds. A full frame camera has a sensor which is 36 millimeters wide by 24 millimeters high. A Micro Four Thirds camera has a sensor which is 18 millimeters wide by 13.5 millimeters high. It's considerably smaller. It's a lot smaller, isn't it? Does this matter? It's one of those, isn't it? Whichever answer I give here, somebody will be able to um, criticise and disagree with it, which is fine. This is, after all, my opinion, and I'm trying to tell you the things you need to know that will help you. The general rule of thumb, the larger the sensor, the better the quality of images that you capture. That's the general rule. So the theory is a full frame camera takes better or higher quality pictures than a Micro Four Thirds camera. Now let's not forget, you can take great photos with an average camera and you can take rubbish photos with the best camera on the planet. Best camera doesn't equal best photo. 
how you take the photo is much, much more important. You can get great photos with a Micro Four Thirds camera, of course you can. They pack a load of technology, software and processing, which helps. And there's quite a few other little tricks. I think I might have to do an episode on my M5 Mark II. No, I'm not being paid to do that. I bought it myself. I have tried to get some sponsorship from Olympus. But I think I was a bit too subtle. So what does Micro Four Thirds actually mean? Sorry for the dramatic pause there. The honest answer is, I don't know. And even more honest, I don't care. Understanding this won't help me with my photography. It's just another of the baffling turns that we have to navigate our way through in photography. I'm sure there's a simple explanation for it, but I'm, I'm not bothered. Let's get on to things that do matter. Going back to a full-frame camera. You put a 50mm lens on a full-frame camera. That gives you what I call a standard view, as in... It's the same focal length as the human eye. What you're seeing through the lens is pretty much what you see through your eyes. It's the same kind of thing. You put a 50mm lens on a Micro Four Thirds camera, you get an effective focal length of 100mm, which is telephoto. To get the same standard view, you would need to get a 25mm focal length lens. When you multiply that by the crop factor of 2, that gives you the 50mm. Big difference, fundamental difference between the cameras. Next one, more baffling than anything. I, I, I need to work on this one. Depth of field. You get more depth of field with a Micro Four Thirds camera. I still can't get my head around this. But luckily, I'm not losing any sleep over the Y. I like that, losing sleep over the Y. So the crop factor, now this this is Google research because I didn't know this. Apparently, F2 on a Micro Four Thirds camera gives an effective depth of field, which is the same as F4 on a full frame camera. So you can apply the crop factor to depth of field and aperture. Do we want to do that? No. What I know is the photos I take with my Micro Four Thirds camera and the photos I take with my Canon 60. I don't worry about this. Confused? Yes, I certainly am, but let's move on. Cheaper. Micro Four Thirds cameras are, in general terms, cheaper than cameras with larger sensors. The main reason is that sensors are quite expensive, so the bigger the sensor, the more it costs. Now, when you scale down the sensor from full frame to Micro Four Thirds, you're scaling down not everything else, but a lot else gets smaller and smaller is cheaper. Now, one thing I haven't put on my notes are the fiddly to use. I have to say, I don't find my Olympus as easy to use as my Canon 6D, if I'm being brutally honest with you. But then again, I've been using my Canon 6D day in, day out for years, and I do not use my Micro Four Thirds camera as much. I'm pretty, I've never thought, oh, it's a bit of a pain, it's a bit fiddly, the buttons are too small or anything. I've never actually thought that, never thought about this until now, to be honest with you. But um, no, they're not fiddly. They might look it, there's lots of buttons and stuff, but it's never been a problem. In some ways, I quite like, the, well, I like the compactness of it, certainly. So not a problem it being smaller. And one of the massive massive benefits is i've got a 12 i think it's a 12 to 42 millimeter lens that's 24 to 84 in full frame terms and it's a pancake lens if i put that on my em5 i can actually put that camera in a pocket i also have an em10 which is the smaller version which certainly will go in a pocket with that little lens on it but one of the realities of micro four thirds cameras is yeah the body's smaller but when you put something like i've got a 12 to 40 lens which is my day-to-day -day use lens you put that on the front you're not getting that in your pocket it's a lump of metal let's be honest with you are they as good i think yes is my <laughs> considered answer let me justify that. Now, I've done a lot of architectural photography shoots for the same client. Now, one shoot, I used an Olympus EM-1 Mark II 
with the Olympus 7-14mm f2.8 Zico Pro Jewel of a Lens. It's a stunner. And it gets me down to 14mm full frame equivalent, which is actually wider than the 17mm on my Canon lens. So, I did the shoot. I used the high res mode, and I actually took the photos in JPEG by mistake. I got back, I couldn't find the raw files, I thought I'd missed the shoot, because it was an interior space. I'm not going to say where, because I don't want to, because nobody knows this. It was an interior space that was being handed over for use by the public. So it was a one-off opportunity to photograph it. Well, a one-off opportunity. I couldn't afford to get it wrong. Anyway, I took the photos in JPEG by mistake using high-res mode. By the way, that's where it stitches. It takes eight photos and throws them all together somehow. Don't understand that either. No one, no worries. I edited the photos and they look great. I issued them to the client who has seen many, many sets of photos taken with the Canon 6D, shot in RAW, and do you know what? Nobody knew. Nobody noticed. Nobody said anything. And if you look at them next to each other, as we're actually viewing these photos, which is predominantly for commercial work, now it's on a screen. It's on a monitor. Can you tell the difference? You genuinely can't. Now, if you blow these photos up, I'm sure you will be able to see a difference. You know, you blow them up to A3, A2, yeah, you'll lose quality quicker with a smaller sensor than you will with a larger one. Who does that? Let's be honest with you. I don't. My clients don't. So, um, yeah, nobody noticed. And if I did it again, I'm sure nobody would notice or care, really. The photos you get with micro first cameras are great. People will tell you full frames better. People will tell you the bigger the sensor, the better the photos. And that's absolutely true. But with this small, technologically advanced camera system, you can get great photos. So what do you do? Well, this is what I do. I use both. I use my full frame camera for my architectural photography. And I use my Micro Four Thirds camera for travel and personal work. So where where did this come from? How did I get into Micro Four Thirds? Well, basically, we're on holiday in Greece. And I took my Canon 6D lenses, you name it, blah, blah, blah. And I found that I couldn't be bothered on holiday getting the camera out of the boot to take photos. I did for a sunrise because that was different. But general day-to-day stuff, I was using my iPhone more. And I wanted something a bit better than the iPhone. And that's how I started looking into smaller cameras and ended up going with the Olympus EM10 to start with. First photo I took with that is a lovely photo. I then upgraded to an EM10 Mark II, which is um, slightly bigger, which is great. I've tried an EM1 Mark II, which Olympus lent me, which was brilliant, and I loved it. Yeah, don't be put off by the size of the camera. You can get great photos with a Micro Four Thirds camera. Right, I've spoken much longer than my script. Here is my one-line summary. Micro Four Thirds cameras are a great option if you want a smaller camera, but you can still get great quality photos as long as you know how to use the camera. Next episode. 53. What is a crop sense? <laughs> what is a cropped sensor camera explained in less than 10 minutes? That was me falling foul of the lack of ability of reading what I can... Sorry, <laughs> I've been losing it, Honor. That was me failing to speak what I was reading. Two things at once. Can't do it. Okay things you can do to help me. You might not want to after that little bumbling end there, which wasn't great, was it? If you enjoyed this episode and you want to help me, please leave a nice review and rating wherever you get your podcast from. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share my podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Thank you for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast. Check out rickmacavoyphotography.com to find about me 
and the Photographer Explain podcast website to find out all about my podcast, what I'm going to answer and ask me a question of your own. This episode was brought to you very much by the power of me stumbling over my words and I've gone over time. Apologies for that. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again for very... Thanks again. Let's do that again. I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to me and for giving me nearly 15 minutes of your valuable time and I'll see you on the next episode, which will be shorter. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.